So, Tommy, we're talking episode four now. Yeah. Which yeah. way are we going? We were talking about wide receivers last week. We were talking about free agencies last week. Yeah, you need those pieces to win a championship, but you also need stuff around them. I mean, having those, just those, like, you're obviously not going to win with just that. Like, you need depth and everything else. So, we're going to talk about, like, similar offseason stuff. Like, we're going to find, how do you acquire these players? You know, what am, what am I looking at? Ready. Logics. All right. What's up, guys? This is Dynasty Logics episode four, where myself, Bobby, decides to throw Tommy. I need to review every last trend that's in our system to show you how many different ways you can win. It's sad because I don't even do it on purpose. Is that the sad part? I just subconsciously see this crap. Well, it's 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 part scary, and the other part is the reason why we do this this podcast, and that's God knows that's why I love you. But you know, we're here. You know, last episode we were talking about all sorts of fun shit, where we were talking about trends on you know basically the blueprint on how to build uh, championship roster, a championship roster with yeah. having a top ten quarterback, top five running back. Just yeah. one, just one, just just one, just one, just one. One top five wide receiver, top two, 10. one top ten, one top fifteen, and then a top five wide uh, tight end. And and you know what? It, that may sound difficult, but it's actually easier than you would think. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how the fuck to do it, but this guy on the other side of uh, the chair actually has done it and been doing it continuously. So, Tommy, that being said, we're talking episode four now. Yeah. Which yeah. way are we going? We were talking about wide receivers last week. We were talking about free agencies last week. We were oh, talking. You, to- you tried to bury the wide receiver thing, thinking it was like detailed and, and difficult. It's not. It's easy, and and to. To classify, yeah, you need those pieces to win a championship, but you also need stuff around them. I mean, having those, just those, like, you're obviously not going to win with just that. Like, you need depth and everything else. So, we're going to talk about, like, similar offseason stuff. Like, we're going to find, how do you acquire these players? You know, what am, what am I looking at? You know, we're going to, and this is a time of year where you could find value, offseason value. It, it, it's, it's out there, there's certain positions is risk reward i mean the off season is a time where you can take risk reward you can find a lot of cheaper players you know maybe not a lot cheaper but a guy coming off an injury the guy is disgruntled i mean you know we talked about like michael thomas you could get him a little bit cheaper than he ever has been so maybe it was too expensive last year maybe it's not maybe the owner you know, is worried about him moving, you know, and the same thing last week, like you could get Carson Wentz last week cheaper than you can get him today. Right. But that's value. It's also a risk reward. Like you don't want to be the guy who pays up and tries to take a risk on, uh, I, I don't running backs are a tough game. Like running backs are a tough risk reward. Like unless you're paying real cheap value and you want to take a shot, you could get burned. Like you could, you could go out there and trade for a guy like last year, like James Robinson, 
with Willis. He was mm-hmm. like, I take that risk cheap. But you also could have been the guy, you know, last time, last year at this time, and traded for carry on Johnson. So it's that risk or wood where there is value, but it's also you got to know that it could it could crash and burn, you know, but you could hit upside. You know, and that that's basically, you know, kind of on the trade market where this is the time of year where you get someone who's a little bit cheaper, you know, somebody who's disgruntled or, or a player on the move. You know, a guy who, you know, is going to go somewhere is always, you know, his value comes down a little bit. Or if you read news about a guy, you know, maybe the guy's not happy with his movement or where he went. You can try to acquire some of those players that are out there. And then obviously free agency, you know, that's the stuff you got to, you know, those are the guys that you should be looking at. That guys you've watched, like we talk about watch lists, which you should have a watch list. Same thing, like check your watch list. Like what guy did you like a, a year or two ago? You know, did he show up? Does he got news on him? Is the guy in front of him, you know, on a contract year, or is he leaving? Like, is there a chance? You know, and I'll tell you the biggest thing that I look for is like ambiguous positions. Like those are the positions you talk about where you can find a position on a team. That's just kind of like questionable. Like we talked a little bit about about last episode, right? But even like Green Bay, like they had what's it was it Graham they had there who they had the older veteran tight end, right? Jimmy who went to Chicago, yeah. Okay, right. And they had him, and they drafted like Sternberger last Sternberger, year, Sternberger, yep. Right, and then all of a sudden, like who ends up taking the job is this unknown kid, Tanya, right? Right, because they weren't no, so they they weren't sold in Sternberger. He didn't show much. And then Graham was a shell of himself, and they knew. It. So, again, that's the perfect spot where you can find value, you know, in, in a position like that. So let me ask you, Bobby, right? Yes. Position-wise, right, off-season free agency, what position do you think you could hit on more than anything else and find the biggest value of, in the this, especially this time of year and in the off-season in general? Oh, this is my favorite time of year to find a linebacker. Oh, that's a good one, actually. You're right. You're right. That's number two, actually. Linebacker is okay. number two. Uh, number two. But I'm talking about a position where you could get you could get a top five, a top ten guy in this position this time of year. Oh, uh, I'd like to say my next one would be a running back. Negative. But I don't think that's right. Nope. I knew it was wrong. I have no idea which one you're trying to fucking get me to say because I have no idea what it is. It's it's the one that we laugh about because people say it's so difficult and we play two of them. It's the tight end. It's the tight okay. end. Believe it or not, last year, you know, just in our league points-wise, the top 10 tight ends, five of those guys were free agents in the last couple of years. They were free pickups in the last couple of years. Free. And they all ended up in the top 10. That's stuff you can find and take a shot on. Like, I mean, you could just take a shot on those guys and it doesn't hurt you because you should have roster spots. Like, you, you should always have a couple. This time of year, you should always have at least a couple of roster spots. Like we talked about, in full IDP, corners, backups. But you got to take a chance. And, like, and that's the thing. Like, even if you like a guy – and you're like, you know, you have that position. Like, I always carry a bunch of tight ends. And last year, I picked up another one, and I didn't need him. Well, I didn't need him. And he was great because that was Logan Thomas, who I liked years ago. Another guy to watch this. I liked him years ago and kind of followed him in the background, which is great about Dynasty because you can kind of follow who a guy is. But you can find those guys. 
you can find those guys all over the place. Um, and that's yeah, a consistent, mean, consistent position. Both you and I have had Thomas at at different points. You know, I actually I dropped a uh, I dropped the kid out of Tennessee. You know, it's that time of year where you start reassessing your your roster, um, try to figure out what different different holds you can grab, what plays you want to pick up. You know, try to figure out where your excess is, and then you know it's it's still understanding not only your league, but it's also understanding your team and where your team's at, and you know what your next moves are going to be. Are you at, in a position where you're going to be that? That are you on a championship run, uh, attempting the championship run, or are you still in a two to three year uh, rebuilt process? No, nah, we're not going to. We're, we're not talking about either of those things right now. This is actually a really, really fun part of the season, right? This is actually the free agency part, right? When, yeah, when but I, when I, so you take this is where you take guys you like. This is where you take it. This is where I'm taking talent. Like I don't even care what my team looks like. I'm taking talent. Like we talk about like Logan Thomas, like we liked the talent years ago, right? Similar player was Darren Waller, right? Right. He was, he was afraid. So look at this. I agreed a hundred percent. But right? what I was saying is in order to go acquire some of those assets, reassess your roster first to figure out what you could drop. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, true. You should know. Yeah. Well, no, that's a hundred percent. Right. But I'm like, right. I'm because what we were talking about, we were talking about watch list too. Now, we and and to be honest with you, we were talking about that very briefly, um, but I, I think this could certainly be a time in which, if you're acquiring a bunch of punch free agents for that value, you should also continue your search and either build or rebuild your watch list for that season as well. Yeah, I mean that's that's something you should do with any player. I mean, anytime you read something on a player, you just put him on your watch list, it doesn't hurt anything. Like, it, you know, if he's a guy or a position you like on a team, like maybe you don't like the player, but you, you're you like, who's the third tight end on, uh, you know, the Saints? You know, who who's this guy on this team? Like, let me track this position. And sometimes it's years. Like, I know, you know, for me and you, like sometimes you get a guy and I'm like, I have a couple of guys who are on my watch list who I might pick up this year and I've been watching them for like three years. And I knew I didn't have to pick them up. Like sometimes you can almost use it like a taxi squad if you're smart and crazy enough, but you don't really have to this time of year. I'm taking weird talent. Like again, I'm taking talent in ambiguous positions. Like, and we talk about like, you know, Darren Waller was the same thing. Like he got signed, went to a different team, unknown player, ambiguous team, right? Logan Thomas, like everyone's like, what they have this and that. Like they had nothing there. Like, what does it hurt me to pick up a guy in, you know, February, March, like, and, and and hold on to them and see what the news is right there. But those guys have talent. Like, I'm talking about, I mean, like, those guys have talent. Like, ambiguous situations, you still need talent to outweigh stuff like that, right? You still need talent. Running back is really, really difficult. That's where it's it's such a variance before the draft. Tight ends hit more because you rarely see rookie tight ends come in and produce. So tight end is a position that, what we talked about last episode, when you need a top five one, I mean, I just I just mentioned a couple of them. I mean, Logan Thomas was fifth in our league, right? Robin Tanya was free. He was sixth, right? Rob Gronkowski was was free a year and a half ago. He was eighth. Darren Waller was free two and a half, three years ago. He, he finished second, right? There's five guys right there who are free. They were free, you know, and three of them were the 
three of them were the top six. Coincidentally, I'm actually looking at the running backs right now, and if you wanted to get a top-tier running back, it's either acquired in the draft or in a trade. You're not necessarily grabbing one of these guys off the way of wire. Everybody in the top 15 was drafted. Yes, and you don't want to – I mean, running backs this time of year who are on the waiver wire, you don't want them anyways because of the fact that you know all these teams are going to bring in rookie backs. Every NFL team in the league, whether or not they draft one, they always sign them out to us. There's always rookie running backs coming in. So if, you, I mean, if you're holding on to the, to the fourth guy on, on, a, on a depth chart on Arizona, you know, he's probably going to be cut. Like he might, you know, slide into a job and be great, maybe. But I'm not picking them up off the waiver wire, knowing that they're definitely bringing one or two rookies in, and that's the biggest position where you see rookies, and that's where running backs you don't need as much because you find rookies who come in and play. You know, that's the position where rookies come in and play right now, right? So they're instantaneously. So looking on the waiver wire for running backs right now, I don't want to like a 26 year old back who's been kicker around the league who's like, I'll oh, get a shot. That guy might produce for you, and you could probably pick him up in like. October or November, when you find out he's the fourth running back. But this time of year, that's there's no set in, ambiguity. Unless you're going to trade for a guy, trading for a running back, there's there's two different philosophies on that. If you're trading for a top tier guy, you're looking for value more than anything else. Like Saquon Barkley, right? Again, another guy you can get him cheaper, maybe not a lot, but cheaper than he has been. So maybe you could take a shot and pay for that guy. But am I paying up? for James Robinson at his price from last year. Now I'm not taking that risk at a value. I'll take him, but that risk of him being carry on Johnson from last year, that's a risk. I don't have to take in, in February, March or April. I don't have to take that risk right now. I can wait on that one, but you know, taking a risk on a Saquon Barkley for a cheaper value who I know is going to have the starting job. That's the kind of cheaper value you kind of look for on the offseason. You want to, you know, go get it. If you're going to try to trade for a guy, you want to make sure he has a job. You're trying to get him a little bit cheaper. Maybe he doesn't produce well. Fine. That's not a big deal. But you know he's going to produce at least enough to not get burned on it. You know, and then free agency is the way you take the shot. But to trade trade for running backs, that's like insanity right now. You just unless they're a top tier lock solid guy, you know, unless you're talking, you know, McCaffrey, you know, even Kamara kind of scares me a little bit with that whole situation, the way that team is turning out. But I trade for him, like I, I, you know, I'd pay for somebody like that because you know he's going to get value, um, you know, and you can find value. Clyde Edwards Lair, like you might be able to get Hilaire at a, at, a, at a cheaper price. You know, he might not be better, you know, but he can't be worse. And you know, you might be able to get him a little less than the guy paid for him last year. Um, it's that risk reward. You want to manage that risk in the offseason about you know making trades. For, if you're going to make a trade for a guy, either you're getting a huge value. You know, or it's a top tier guy that you're going to take a risk on that you couldn't. Afford. I mean, I'm not going out there trying to trade for Devontae Adams right now and pay that price he was last year. That's he's at max full value at his price. You know, like that's not what you're really looking to go get. So, if you were to, um, if you were to really hone in on any position or. Um, what are what are storylines that you're watching right now? Um, so the biggest news right now is that Carson Wentz just went to um, Indy. Now that that just that just broke earlier this week. I'm sorry, that's sad. 
that's sad. Indy's just throwing band-aids, just throwing band-aids at that position. Um, so you're right. Yeah. It be stories like that. We, we, we all kind of knew Wentz was on his way out. So I don't, I don't really mm-hmm. think that that fluctuates. I mean, I mean, honestly, let me ask. So let me ask you this. Do the Indy offensive players get a boost from Philip Rivers to Carson Wentz? Is that like a boost up? Maybe, maybe because he takes more risk. Maybe. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a maybe at best. It's nothing to get excited about, you know, and that that's another wide receiver core that there's a lot of talent, that wide receiver core. There's a lot of talent all over the place. I mean, they're on a team that looks, it seems like they draft like two good wide receivers every year and they all get hurt. They all get hurt. Nobody gets consistent target share. You know, I mean, Hilton does what Hilton does. He shows up at the end of back seasons. He shows up the last two months every year. That's what Hilton does. You know, I think it's, you know, three, three tight ends, you know, that team is just, eh, I don't know. Nothing to be excited about in my mind. No, but there there are points that normally come off of that roster. So if you're if you're looking around, you know, uh, Taylor's still going to produce this year. Um, I don't want him. I don't want anyone. Up, no one on that team is worth value unless you're unless you're taking one of those tight ends at real cheap. Like unless you can get Campbell like real cheap, but the inconsistency on that on that wide receiver core is is. You know, it's too much. It's too much in my fears. And Taylor's Taylor's price is too high. Like you, you're paying full value for Taylor. That's fine. I like Taylor, but I don't like the fact they don't throw to Taylor. Like I don't, agree. So, again, I think Taylor's again. If if I'm trading for a guy in the off season, I'm honestly trading for to try to find some value. I'm trading for a guy, you know, who who got 200 points last year, but he has potential to get me 300 this year. Like I'm trading for upside. I'm not trading for a flat line. Like I'm not trading for, and that's why I think what Taylor is. I like Taylor, but I think what Taylor is, is what, is what he is. He's a goal line, good back. Yeah. All right. So let's go over uh, some, some quarterbacks right now that are in the middle of their own free agency uh, and, and, or contract and, negotiations. And, and before you do that, to answer yeah. your question, what what am I looking at in the offseason, free agency wise? Mm-hmm. Tight end, talented tight ends on the free agent waiver wire. I'm going to preach. You find every year we find every year in a league you find one. That's the guy I'm looking at. The easiest thing to spot. Everything else, you know, you can track quarterbacks. It actually leads to quarterbacks because tight ends have a history, no matter where they go. If a tight end throws to a quarterback in one team. People are like, well, that offense doesn't. You know, the Patriots. Well, well, that offense always throws to the tight end. Well, Cam Newton doesn't. And it obviously I was right. Like, that doesn't matter. Like yep. tracking and stuff like that. But again, that's where Indy's a mess because, like, yeah, Wentz throws to the tight end. But obviously, as we've seen last year with Rivers, who throws to the tight end, he just threw to all three of them. You're like, uh, okay, well, that doesn't really help me out. Like, you don't want that inconsistency. Like, I'm not trading for someone who's going to be erratic from him. Like, you're trying to get, you know, upside lottery ticket value. Like, trading for a guy who's, you know, flatline consistent. You're not looking for You're looking for upside value or, you know, that's what you're looking for right now at this time of season. You know, unless you're cleaning up depth. I mean, unless you have a bunch of, you know, unless you have, you know, two top, you know, 30 wide receivers on your bench and you can package up and go get a Saquon Barkley or something. Like I said, Unless it's a solid, big name, huge trade, you know, you can, you know, maybe go get something like that and pay up for them. Sure, no problem. But a lot of guys, half the league you're taking risk on, it's, you don't mm-hmm. really have to. You don't really have to, you know. You know unless, 
unless there's value, you know, if there's value, I'm worth it. You know, we'll, we'll talk about that all the time. We'll talk about, you know, every episode we're going to, you know, you'll hear know the league, you know, value. I'm like value. I'm like, this guy's cheaper than he was before. He's worth the risk. And you got to take risk in dynasty. That's, that's what it's all about. You know, we'll, you know, what, let's hear about the quarterback situation that you love to talk about. What do you got for quarterbacks? Who's so right now, right now, uh, the big liners are, um, you know, Dak Prescott is a uh, potential free agent. No, um, Winston's going to be one. Newton's going to be one. Andy Dalton's going to be one. Tyrod Taylor is going to be one. Mitch Trubisky's going to be one. Jacoby Brissett's going to be one. Uh, and CJ Beathard is also going to be one. Oh, excuse me. I just fell asleep. Did you mention like real quarterbacks or are you going to mention like a bunch of stuff I would like maybe as my third four string guy? I mean, what, what potential, what potential upside did you possibly just mention? Like maybe Winston, maybe Trubisky. Sure. Both kind of similar erratic, you know, big play, big turnover. Okay. The rest. I, come on. What do you tell me? I'm like, there's no upside there. No, no upside there. No upside. That, that that's fine, but it's all part of the homework. So, you know, if you're doing homework, are you looking at? You know, we go back to the storylines for the for the upcoming season. You know, there's whether it happens in a trade or a free agency acquisition. I mean, Watson doesn't want to be in Houston. Will he stay there? You know, those are those are things that are. Well, Watson's a little bit different because Watson's a guy where. I'm not concerned if he stays or leaves because his numbers won't really change to me if he stays or leaves. Like, so he's a talented guy. Like, I, I'm not worried about him changing leaves. Dak, I would actually be a little concerned if he left. That team is loaded with offensive talent, and if he goes somewhere with less offensive talent, I'm concerned. Whereas you've seen Watson with talent and without talent, he still produces. You know, so that's those are two different guys that. You know, I look at Trubisky's the wild card. Like he's the he's the he's the he's the wild card. Like he, he you know he's a guy who, you know, he's a guy again value. Like maybe I, I mean, he's a guy I would trade for if I can get him cheap in a package or something like that. I'll take a shot on a guy like him because he's shown flashes. Uh, it's obviously he's erratic. I mean, honestly, I think he's very similar to Carson Wentz. I think Trubisky is rumored to potentially come to uh, New England. Oh. Heard that rumor. Uh, didn't like it, but that I mean, why don't why don't you like it? Why don't you like it? Inconsistency, accuracy. Um, well, I hundred percent agree with you. But all the quarterbacks you just named, who would you who would you want to go to New England out of that whole crew? Who shows you the me- best potential for upside out of that whole crew of quarterbacks you just named? I'd actually be intrigued if uh, Jacoby Brissett came back. I I I like Brissett, but he, he's a, he's a game manager player. He, he he doesn't have that intangible, right? Intangibles are, are, are a huge thing now in the NFL. Like Trubisky runs, that's why he automatically gets a bump up. He runs. He's going to give you a couple hundred extra yards, right? Automatically, because he's going to give you that little bit extra. Where yeah, he's erratic, but you know, at least I get a bump up out of him. Whereas Brissett, Brissett is a guy who needs talent around him. 
right? And the Patriots have zero offensive talent around them, right? Trubisky could actually run around and make plays with limited talent around him because he can run. And that's yes. the key. The, that's the key of the Patriots. I mean, Cam Newton proved that a little bit, but Cam Newton is not old Cam Newton. He, he's new Cam Newton, so he can only run up the middle. He doesn't really run outside anymore like he used to. But that's – so you can look at stuff like that. Like you, you want quarterbacks with huge upside and that wildcard factor on a team like the Patriots who needs help everywhere. All right. Well, this is another position that actually has a couple of very intriguing players that are going to go on the move. So, Godwin, uh, it's up for contract. A-Rob, Galladay, Fuller, Juju, Corey Davis, fuck Antonio Brown, T.Y. Hilton, Curtis Samuel, Marvin Jones, Aguilar, and Watkins. Wow. I mean, I could keep going. Um, Please don't. Actually, no, I'm not. You're not going to the talent drops off? I mean, you already dropped off. You went to Aguilar, so you really went. You really went. You really. Well, uh, I, I just wanted to give kind of a kind of a sample size. You know, some of these, uh, some Marvin Jones. I don't know why the fuck I mentioned him. Uh, he's going to be 31 next year. So uh, underrated. I don't know why you didn't mention him. I'd be very intrigued with him if he if he went to if he went to a solid like if he went if he went to New Orleans and Emmanuel Sanders left. Like he's a guy in a good spot. If he went to Green Bay. He's a guy I really, really like. If he goes to a good team as number two receiver, oh, yeah, I'm interested in him. Uh, agreed, but this is where the age cliffhanger comes in. He's already 31. True. That's true. You're absolutely true. It all, so you that, know, it, but it depends on your roster. I mean, if I have a championship roster, yeah, I, I go I go pick up a guy like that. I mean, if Jones went to Tampa Bay, I'd be absolutely intrigued by that. Yeah, he's not going to Tampa Bay, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So that's the situation that you want. Like, you want him to go to a winning team, you know, where some of these other receivers, you know, uh, right. Galladay's not going anywhere, and he's the best of the whole bunch you just said. So so I want to play a little game with you. Stay and go. All right. Go just we, – we're going to we're gonna guess, figure out what's going to happen with the player. Uh, just go through a couple. So, Chris Godwin, stay and go. Godwin, Godwin has to go. They can't afford him. Godwin, he goes. All right. Robinson. Stay go. Ooh, wow. Ooh. I actually think he stays. So the expectation is that this is going to be his final contract. Four year, uh, looking at about $21 million per year. Um, he's seeking $52.5 uh, million guaranteed. Probably about eighty-four million total. Um, you know, so just uh, some of these stats I'm coming across from over the cap. Uh, if people want to know where we be getting that from, um, yeah, he can look for whatever he wants, but no one's going to pay him that in the open market. And usually, the team that has you will will probably is the team that might pay a little bit more somewhere else for loyalty. Um, but yeah, I mean, he could leave a- absolutely. But I don't see it. I don't see a contender, and he almost seems like a contender kind of guy at this point of his career, looking like looking for a ring. Mm-hmm. But if he's saying he wants this kind of money, he's not going to get that and a ring. So, like, where are you going to go? Like, you're going to go to another team. I mean, that team's obviously a mess too. But 
a team that's paying that kind of money is going to be a similar mess. Like the Patriots aren't going to pay that that kind no, of money, and they have no, the cap. Not. But what good does that mean? I actually think that'd be great if they get him on value. But um, that's why I think he, I think he stays. I think he stays. Don't they have an extension option? Like this is they still got him for this year, right? Um, I think they have him for this year. I would have to double check that. I don't think so. I thought he was actually. Uh, I thought that was last year. I thought that was last year. Yeah, it could it could have been. I mean, that's that's a tough part. And receivers are another thing. Like receivers are always tough when they're on a you know when they're on a move to different teams. I mean, the history of receivers on a movement. I mean, Diggs was an anomaly exception last year. But unless you're like a really really talented, and I think Robinson is. So I think Robinson would be fine if he went somewhere else. A lot of those other wide receivers that you named off, I'd be really kind of worried about changing other teams, depending on like, you know, some of those players, like I said, Jones is a very consistent catch as well. Uh, you know, Galladay, Galladay's not going anywhere. I was going to say that. that you can skip that. Guy. I'm already, if, 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 if Detroit, if Detroit lets Galladay go, they become the Cleveland Browns as the worst organization in the history of football. I mean, they make a lot of mistakes, but if you give away your best offensive talent, like that's insanity right there. I'm like, and again, but he'd be fine if he did, because he's a big play guy, catches everything, beats people on the field. You know, some people like, like Aguilar is a guy who needs situation. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he, he played well in spots last year for the Raiders. But if you look at those games, it was similar where they had a lot of hurt guys and they had a bunch of rookies. So he was the possession guy who, you know, he catches everything. He's not not big play, but he catches everything. He's safe. He's consistent. Uh, you know, he's a cheap he's a cheap person. Or he's a cheap version of Robert Woods. What he is, <laughs> right? That's what that's what he is. That's what he is. I mean, but right, and I'm not saying not on Robert Woods, who's probably the most safest wide receiver in the whole entire league. Uh, All right, uh, um, I got two more for you. Bring it, Fuller. They're blowing everything up in and well, true, but they're blowing everything up in Houston, and he's looking for about a five year deal right now. Whoa, whoa, good luck, good luck. He's he's another he's another one of those most erratic receivers in in the in the in the league. His his numbers are like he's a weird anomaly. I be, I believe he his big games are when he's a number two wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he goes off when he's a number two guy. When when he's a number one wide receiver, well, he, he, you know who he is. He's he's exactly like his teammate, him and Brandon Cooks. They're exactly the same. And Texas Texas got a bunch of those guys. They love those guys. Kiki Kuti. They have all those guys. Who get you thirty and then get two. <laughs> huh? I, so so I actually thought that Cooks had a, a for for a full body of work this year. He had one of his better bodies bodies of work in a couple of years. So well. I agree. If you if you if you take both teams into consideration, sure. You know, I mean, the back end on the Texans game, the games where he was good was because he was the only wide receiver on the field. Again, he's the same as Fuller. He's great as a number two wide receiver. When he has a history, when he's been the number one guy, he's a little erratic. Like he's a little erratic, and I like him. You know, that's fine. All right. Well, I'm gonna give you one more guy. Um, that's it. You give me all the same guys there. They're all the same. All right. Just, well, all right, I, I mean, next one up is Juju. 
Oh, there's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. I thought you'd be interested with that one. But you again, you gave me the same guy. Great number two receiver. As a number one, I don't think he's a true number one receiver. Well, he thinks he's the number one. He's telling everybody on Twitter that he's the, uh, you know, people keep forgetting about his 97-yard touchdown fucking reception. You know, was that earlier in the year? Um, I don't know. I, I, I could see him landing on a roster. Um, they're going to be paying number one money, and whatever roster he lands on, you know where he's going. Uh, right? It's going to be underwhelmed. You know where he's going. <laughs> yeah, he's going. Yeah, he's no, he's going to the Texans. We just talked about him. They got a clear house. They're going to pay Juju. <laughs> right? They don't have anybody else, right? And I think that's the worst case in there for him. Again, another guy like I like the talent. I like the receiver. I, I just feel like he's a better number two guy. Like he, he he's so much better when he has t- uh, someone else around him. When he has somebody else a little bit around him to not be consistently dubbing coverage. I mean, and Ben takes a lot of chances, but they always have weapons around him. Like they always have other options. So, you, you know, when you play Pittsburgh, you can never truly double team in a one wide receiver. They just keep bringing wide receivers all over the place. So I, I think that's, you know, a thing where I didn't even like Juju going into the season because of that. Like, I'm like, they keep drafting wide receivers for a reason. I mean, you know, what was his big year? His biggest year was what Antonio Brown, the other side of him, right? Mm-hmm. And what what happened the next year when he was like projected to be a top five wide receiver? Was he a top five wide receiver next year? I don't believe so. No, I, I think that was the introduction of Deontay Johnson. Again, some some wide receivers are like that. Some wide receivers are not, you know, they look like true number one wide receivers, but they don't see true double coverage the whole game. Well, you know what I mean. Like, and that's that's fine, but you know, volume outweighs that. So, I mean, if you went to the Texans, they'd have to they'd have to throw twenty targets at him because they don't have anyone else. I don't know. Who, I don't know who's going to throw the ball, but yeah, that's the two ways he could be good is is volume or. But again, he's the guy with that kind of money that I don't. There's no contender that's going to pay him that kind of money. Like you just you just don't you don't really see it. I'm like even like you talk about Diggs, but Diggs was traded, and they readjusted his contract. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they resigned him to a new one, like not on a cheaper deal, like. You know, they sent him on a cheaper deal, basically, where this guy's looking to get paid huge money. You know, and that's and I and I I understand that he's in a younger point in his life, and you know that's fine. You know, good for him. I'd go out there and try to make my money too, but that's that's the anomaly of where he's going to go. I mean, you know. Well, let let let's jump positions. Go let's good. Go to uh, no, no more of the same erratic number two wide receivers anymore. No, now now I'm going to give you a fun class of uh, tight ends. You know, we've talked about going to find value in uh, on on the wave wire, right? Well, yep. this is this is another one of those um, one of those fun stories that you can follow. Whether that was the the second wide uh, second tight end on one of the rosters, and that a couple of years ago, um, Tight end from San Francisco ended up going to Tennessee, but I can't remember his fucking name. Um, oh, that was uh, yeah, I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah. Well, we all know who he is. He just retired, anyways. Yeah. So, um, oh man, that's gonna drive me nuts. But I, oh no, I just like to remember names. But <laughs> um, goes over to. 
goes over to Tennessee. He's a free agent on the wire, uh, on on the dynasty wave wire. Next thing you know, he gets picked up um, and starts producing. Uh, is that Walker? It was Walker. Delaney okay. Walker. Thank you, Delaney oh. Walker. So uh, ended up picking up. You know, this is a solid pickup. You know, those are just like little. Little things, if you're starting to follow the trends for your free agents, other gems that you may be able to pick up. So right now, this season's class of uh, tight ends looking for new contracts. You've got uh, Hunter Henry, Jonah Smith, Everett, Gerald Everett. Uh, Gronk will probably end up doing another one year. Jared Cook, uh, Anthony Fisker. Fixer, whatever the fuck his last name is, Trey Burton, and my buddy, Dan Arnold, who hasn't done... He did more for me last year than I was completely anticipating, and it still wasn't enough. But he is looking for a new contract. So... so- you're asking me if I'm, what I'm looking at with those kind of tight ends. Like, hey, am I am I looking at like, oh, where those tight ends are going? When I talk about offseason tight ends and value stuff, you can acquire, right? Exactly. I'm, I'm not look. I'm looking at those guys, and I'm then I'm looking at the team going, who's the number three tight end? I don't want their backup, right? Because their backup's probably owned or might be owned. But even that, you can go, who's their number two? Who's their number three guy? Like, do they have a, a guy who's been on the team for like a year or two? A guy who's been a, a you know in a year, do they, you know, do they not throw the tight end? Like so, you talk about Dan Arnold, right? And like when he he produced like five of the last like seven eight games back in the season, right? But he again, had a nice closing bit of that season. He actually closed out pretty okay. Uh, yeah, he did. Um, injuries helped him, but they don't. That's a team that doesn't throw the tight end a lot. Like they're not a team. Like and, and I'm sorry, I corrected myself. It's not team. Kyler Murray. Doesn't really throw the tight end a lot. That's why Arnold was erratic. He had a bunch of big plays here and there. The same thing. He's like Tanya, except he's like a cheaper one. But, you know, that's a situation where I'm not really looking for the Arizona tight end because they don't really, you know, Murray doesn't throw the tight end. That's not a situation where I'm looking at teams with ambiguous, you know. I'll give you an example. The team I'm looking at, and I actually have two of their young tight ends on my rosters. Is like I'm looking at the Seattle Seahawks, right? Who throws mm-hmm. to the tight end, who's kind of had like a little carousel right there of like a bunch of weird like Hostetler and a bunch of weird like projects. But I know they drafted, you know, what Parkin something last year, another kid undrafted. That those are guys I'm going to get right now. Like I'm gonna go get, you know, does Seattle have two young tight ends that might produce? You know, something where that is where you know the, the Bears would be another team, but they already have Cole Komet. Looks like he could be something, you know. I'm similar. A, I'm a fan of Kmet. Um, So I'm looking at those kind of teams. Of you know, I'm looking at those tight ends you're talking about. Like who's behind them, and do they throw them? Like some of those teams you're talking about, like don't really throw the tight end a lot. Sorry, the quarterback doesn't throw the tight end a lot where it goes. But I that's love where, this correction, by the way. I love well, how you it, keep doing this correction because it's it's true. It, the quarterback it, it, well, is 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 huge. And it, and, and it, it honestly, I correct it because. Everyone says team. Everyone says, oh, the team doesn't throw the tight end. The team doesn't do this. I'm like, some of the stuff you write about, but when it comes to tight ends, I can tell you it's usually the quarterback who doesn't. So, But that goes back to you talk about quarterbacks. That's something I will track a quarterback move. Like, that's something that is important. Like, 
maybe Dan Arnold goes somewhere. Maybe Dan Arnold they clear the deck and he goes to Indy. Okay, um, and, and and they and and they get but they get rid of the other three, right? So maybe now I'm interested. You see what I mean? Like maybe he goes somewhere where they throw it. Down. So now maybe I'm interested in him, right? But as a, I'm looking at quarterbacks and situations, like and it's the same thing when you know Logan Thomas, like talented guy, you know knew the talent was there, right? The quarter actually that's one exception. The team always throws them because they're bad. So the team's bad; they don't grab them. But that's a team that throws to the tight end no matter who it is. Right, they they just they always seem to throw to the tight end. Like, okay, well, there's volume. There's a target share I can see. Okay, let me take a shot on that offense of where it's a clear cut kind of throw to the tight end. I mean, some of these teams are erratic. You got to take them. Like, it, it it's consistent, but there's a few quarterbacks and teams that throw to the tight end consistently enough that if if they had a, if they had a better tight end, I think they would throw more to them. Like, you got to read in between, like. Oh, they haven't thrown the tight end much in the last couple of years, and I'm like, well, who was the tight end? Was who was it? Like, I'm like, I don't trust this guy. Like, who who was it? Like, we could talk about like uh, the Texans. Like, the Texans don't really, and I, I can defend that. But I go, who have they had? Like, uh, like, you know, I, like if if you put a Darren Waller on there, are they gonna throw to him? Yeah, probably. What was it? Uh, the kid, uh, Aikens. I mean, they haven't had a they haven't had a tight end on that roster for years. They got either they got a guy who blocks or a guy who who who's a wide receiver tight end. I mean, like they shit, the, the last tight end I could remember they had that could even produce was Ben Watson. So, um, you're looking at right now. We were just talking about Seattle's um, Seattle's tight end depth chart, right? So you got Will Disley, uh, Greg Olson, Jacob Hollister at at the third and Colby Parkinson at four. You also have Luke Wilson, but uh, he's more of a you know, blocking tight end than, than anything. So, so stuff I look at Parkinson's a guy I picked up and kept on my taxi squad all off season. And I don't need a tight end for that. For that reason, what you just read off of that list, I saw that same list last year. And I said, let me take this. What do they take him? Like the fifth round, sixth round or something. It was, on, it was on, definitely later. Right? Yeah. It was something like that. But again, what else do they have? I'm like a bunch of like, you know, Hostetler has spots like Wilson, like they don't really Olsen on the back of his career. You see what I mean? Like they, it's an ambiguous tight end position and they will throw to a talented tight end as we see in the past. Like they will throw to him. So, I mean, that's, that's one of the spots I'm looking at exactly like that. I'm looking for where can I find free? And he was free. Obviously he was after the draft, but you know, a guy, you know, perfect situation, same thing. Like, and, and Logan Thomas was the same situation. Like, he was third or fourth on the depth chart. He had been there, like, a year. Actually, I think they signed him in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, same thing. But young, up-and-coming tight end with a couple of so-so guys in front of him. Like, you know, and that's the reason why, I, you know, George Kittle back when I took him years ago, picked him up free. I took him for that same reason. He looked like a talented guy, big physical, especially can catch. And I'm like, who else do they have? They had a bunch of, like, so-so guys. Like, a bunch of okay guys but nobody great like so i mean you can go find young talent on a team that you know and again tanya's the proof right there this year like they Mm -hmm. have guys in front of them logan thomas is the same way like they had guys in front of him he just was better and you know and a team with volume he doesn't have anything and sometimes situation produces talent like the team has to play because they don't have anyone else and next thing you know you know 
look at this guy can actually produce. And Logan Thomas, for example, like he didn't he didn't get catch a lot early in the season. It was like so so. And the more they threw to him, they realized, damn, you know this this kid can produce. I'm like so. You know, sometimes talent produces in a spot. So, yeah, that's the perfect example of Seattle. Like, you know, Parker, he's a guy, he, he's the only guy I would pick up on that team. I would go get, you know, on that tight end position. I would go get him, you know, free. You know, I, I would even pay like a later round pick, like a last pick, seventh round pick or something. I'm like, okay, here you go. Because, I mean, if I lose the pick, fine, but he might be the starting tight end by the time the season starts. You right. know, and, you know, he, he's worth that risk of, you know, it's so ambiguous, you know, Cheap, and that's a cheap shot. You know. I am intrigued, you know, when we were talking about the, the tight end class that could be on the move. Hunter Henry, I think, is a guy that's going to end up staying uh, in L.A. Uh, Smith, I also think, stays. Um, Everett, I'd be curious if he actually ends up going to uh, to Detroit, even though they've got Arkansas in there. I don't think that happens. But you know, quarterbacks like to get their uh, their tight end. So, well, it no quarterbacks. No way. He doesn't have that kind of pull where he's like, "Oh, I'm not playing unless I get Gerald Everett." Like that's what that's his that's his swing. No, <laughs> I think you're taking me way out of context yeah, just, right now. I was like, "Did you just say this to me?" I was like, "I was like, I was like, I was like, hold you're on." Taking me second. way out of context yeah. right there. But but again, that's a perfect guy. So a guy like Gerald Everett is a guy I'm interested in, right? Because so it's an archetype you can kind of look at. Like you know, what's he? Twenty six. You know, played a couple of years. Like you know, he's a guy. I'm curious if he if he goes somewhere. Like I'm curious if he does go somewhere and. You know, a team that might use him and produce, and I, I feel like he's a guy you can get cheap if he goes somewhere, and especially if he's the number two guy might win the job for the number one guy. Like, he, you know, he's a guy I like, but again, he was in a situation where they had two tight ends, they rotated them both. Like, you never saw anything, so he's a guy that, yeah, I, he, perfect guy, I like perfect kind of guy that you can go get. He was on a biggest, you know, team. He had flashes, you know, but he could be worth the risk, you know. That's that's the thing you're looking for right now, especially in the tight end position. And we talk about the tight end position because it's easier to kind of find. Like you know, they're a little bit easier to kind of find. Like, and they're harder to get in the draft. Like this time of year, now rookie receivers produce out the gate, so you're not really looking for you know wide receivers. I mean, there are a couple running backs I would never touch. Quarterbacks are another one. You're like, eh, you can take some shots, but there's nothing really like. None of these guys who are free agents, the third, fourth string guy, isn't going to be a starter. Like, I mean, you talked about what's his name from the from the Niners. Like, I mean, if he gets a starting job somewhere, it doesn't excite me for anything. And I'm like, I doubt before the draft he would get signed as a starter. Mm-hmm. And if he does, if he does get signed, then you could probably pencil in that team is probably drafting a, a quarterback, and they just want a veteran in there. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's I found that tight end of the position you can find the most value. Um, you can find value at wide receiver too. Um, you can't. It's a little bit, you know, deeper, but it's the same principle of wide receiver. You're looking for ambiguous teams. You know, maybe it's the number six wide receiver. You know, but like maybe it's you know we talk about like uh, perfect teams, the Giants, right? They're another team that looks like you know Golden Tate. Like I don't know what the contract situation is, but like I know they had a rookie like the fifth, sixth, sixth guy I picked up last year who produced in one game, right? He was like this sixth enough, wide receiver. That- that's right, enough so to make you want to go out. If you find those little sparks, those are the reasons why you go out 
and and take the shot and grab your project, guys. Yeah, he's got talent. You saw talent and an ambiguous team. He might have a chance in like a year. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, if, if come August, he's still the number six wide receiver. He's off my roster. But mm-hmm. if he happens to win the number four job or number three job because you know Golden Tate gets let go, Sonny Shepard gets hurt, like yeah, that so. I mean, those are the kind of players that you're looking for. I mean, in those two positions, that's what you're looking for on the offseason. Tight end and wide receivers, you know, in ambiguous spots where it's it's one of those things where you can get the guy cheap. You know, I, I laugh. I'm like, why pay why pay up for the number two guy when you can probably get the number six guy cheap who might be the number two guy? Like, you know, an ambiguous team. Like, like I said, you know, look at the Texans, like, I would go get who was that kid they started like some unknown undrafted kid who went off for like two weeks. Like there's another kid I like because you know he was I forget who what was his name I can't remember. What, what was the uh, what was the, the Texas the Texas no. wide receiver? Who was the guy? I forget the guy's name. I don't I don't know the guy's name. Anyways, it's a, it's a it's a moot point. But there's, there's guys like that you can see like, and, and that's a lot of stuff that I see when I draft guys. It goes right back into what you know. You can look deep in a big Colin Johnson, right? A guy I took last year from Jacksonville. Everyone's like, who? Undrafted guy. Produced a couple of games, looked all right. But he was a guy on a team with a bunch of weird wide receivers that nobody really stands out. You know, there's another team like Jacksonville. Be curious who goes to tight end for Jacksonville. You know, I mean, I know they have, you know, two rookies on there right now. They have a kid from two years ago and then a kid from last year. I'd go get both those guys. They drafted a kid two years ago who was hurt last year. That's who I'd go look to acquire on an ambiguous. You know, they don't really have a tight end, but they would throw to him. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 so I mean, I'm looking for more than than that. You know, talent's great and all, but you look for spots. So that's it's it's kind of it's not easy, but for me, it is. So you can look at these teams that don't have a true position, and there's a chance there's a chance for variance of a guy coming up. You know, moving through you know the ranks of the team. Like, where I'm not really interested in like. I mean, I'm trying to think of an example, but, you know, some of these teams, even Pittsburgh, like I don't really want the number five wide receiver on Pittsburgh with all the wide receivers they have. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's all about picking your spot, really, at the end of the day, understanding what's out there, understanding that, you know, uh, there are some muddled positions. There are some, um, you know, it's, it's attacking the spots that can change and also trying to figure out what are the next ones to watch so yeah it's finding value in ambiguous spots that's that's that's, and that's a key like a lot of times that's why that's why i found a lot of stuff over the years in dynasty i mean draft wise player wise team wise like and i you know we talk about value but that's where you can find value and you know bobby asked me a great question today he said why is value so important like what, what is the value well if i get value in a position if I get value at tight end, I get free Logan Thomas. Well, that's a position I didn't have to pay for. I didn't have to trade for. I didn't have to use a draft pick for. So now I can use that to make something else happen. So now maybe I can use a draft pick to maybe take a fourth quarterback I didn't need. right? And I can land someone else and I can rebuild the back end. I'm like, it gives you more assets to be able to do what you want. When you can find free value, like when you can find a free player that produces – it, it, it literally takes it's it's value because that's you look at it like assets of you having a team. So if I have an extra tight end now, I don't have to acquire one. And that was the thing. I mean, I was actually going to have to acquire a tight end because I didn't have any, but I was lucky enough where I had Logan Thomas. So it saved me 
for me not paying a draft pick to go have and acquire a tight end, you know, at that value. So now that pick I would have paid, I could use for something else. You see what I mean? Like that's how you can build a lot of capital up too. when you don't have to do that. If you get lucky. That's the thing in dynasty. Like, what does it hurt? You got roster spots and you got shots and, you know, that's where you can find a little bit of, uh, of value and talent out there. So we still have uh, a couple more categories, but these will be quick. Um, Want to go over some linebackers that are um, that are due up. Levante David, Matt Milano, J.R. Brown, K.J. Wright, Denzel Perryman, and B.J. Goodson. Wow. Wow. I mean, the first three were pretty solid. Then you really dropped off a cliff right there on the back end of those. Uh, I mean, right in Perryman. I don't want. Yeah. There's no reason to. I mean, if if they're free on your waiver wire, sure, pick them up, see where they land. Why not? Sure. Why not? But no, Perryman, I don't don't want. Perryman, I don't want. I I don't want that. Goodson to me is actually if he lands on a if he lands on a roster he could be a sneaky pickup. If he lands on a roster where they have no tight ends and they don't draft any, I mean low linebackers and they don't draft any linebackers, sure, sure, I absolutely agree. He's a solid. He's a solid. He's a solid guy. Herman Noah. No, I so I mean, not a, your free agency waiver wire pickups are most of them. You know, we were talking about on one side, you can find some gems, right? But then there's some other pieces of free agency over the years where you should keep in mind depth as well. And if you find some some interesting storylines, I mean, I'll I'll continue to go back to my Corey Littleton um, pickup a couple years ago, and that was just because I I was looking at the Rams um, model linebacking core realized. That I had uh, same had thing. the opportunity to pick up. Same thing. It's like you're right. Same thing. So same thing we talked about. Like that situation is stuff exactly. Look at it. So you use that same stuff that I talk about about ambiguous, you know, positions on a team, right? Same thing. It trends to every position you can look at. Like linebacker is perfect example. You're absolutely right. Like that's where you can look at. Like who's their linebackers? Like who's this guy? Is he up in a contract? Did he not play well last year? Like. And you're looking at like who's the number four linebacker, like who's the talent they got around. Absolutely, that's that's where you can find guys where, you know, you you can go get guys. Um, and as perfect example, like I would I would tell you this: the guy I would the guys I would go get is they have two young linebackers on Seattle. We'll go back to Seattle. The Seahawks have two young linebackers that I would try to go get and pick up right now because KJ Wright and the the linebackers are older. So like those are guys I would go get cheap. Same th- same kind of position as we talk about wide receivers and and tight end, absolutely yeah. Corey Littleton, the perfect example. You go and get guys like that at like cheaper value. They're not big name marquee guys, but they walk in a role and they produce. You know because of the situation and because they're probably talented. No one gave them a chance. You know, and they get a chance and they produce. So I'm gonna give you a couple more uh, safeties. None of them. To be honest with you, I'm looking at the whole class. None of them really jump out uh, that say, hey, I'm going to follow this. Uh, But I will say Justin Simmons uh, is somebody that um, 
you know, depending on if he stays with the Broncos or not, could be could be interesting to see. He was the turnover one, right? He gets a lot of turnovers, right? He's yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, he's a big turnover machine guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, well. So you got Anthony Harris, Marcus Williams, Marcus May, uh, John Johnson, Xavier Anthony, Woods, Malik Anthony, Hooker, Anthony, and Keanu Neal. Oh, wow. So that's – so some defenses as a collective uh, could, could see some nice uh, – I'd love to see Keanu Neal fucking land anywhere. The guy just can't keep stay healthy. Now, let, me um, ask you, let me ask you something about him because you actually know a, a little bit more about him than I do. Right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, his injuries are a problem. I 100% agree with that. But, but when he's on the field, he'll fucking destroy anything that comes across his way. So he almost seems like he should be playing like a box safety more than a, a, a back-end free safety, right? So he's – Am I wrong? No, you're you're not wrong. It's It's – Dead accurate. Uh, what he's what what he's doing a little bit more of. Um, uh, he they typically ran a, a cover one, so you would have him, you know, be that that absolute last guy. But he's also that free safety who's coming up and just fucking tackling anything that's coming off the line. So I mean, um. I'd be curious as to what the Falcons do if he leaves. I'd also be curious to see where he goes and how that next team plugs him in. You know, to me, I see a lot of uh, Rodney Harrison and a guy like Keanu Neal. You're on mute, Tommy. That's 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 exactly why I asked you that question because that's what I thought about him. So yeah, they don't use him as a box safety. They don't that they don't run that kind of system. Right, the Harrison comparison is bold because we haven't really seen it because he hasn't played the box yet, and he can't hold up in the back end. I'd be curious if he holding up as a if staying healthy as a box safety is going to be a little bit tougher for him. But that's you know that's a team you want him to go to. You want him to go to a team where he used him as a box. Who's the example? Who's the guy who went from Cleveland to uh, Peppers? Another guy I liked. Right? Yep, Peppers. Right, Peppers. I, love, I, I love Peppers. They didn't use him right. And all of a sudden he went to the Giants and he was not like, oh, there you go. And safety's a variance like that. Well, safety's to, weird like that. To that point, that was Landon Collins' old spot. Yes, that's right. And 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 so they used him the exact same way and he just came out and delivered. So that's the funniest part. So that's where it is team, not a player, right? It, mm-hmm. well, well, defensive coach, whatever scheme they're running. You know, that's 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 where it's that's where defense and IDP is a little different. Because that scheme matters a, a lot, especially with safeties. You know that's where it matters a lot, and linebackers. You know, like like, uh, like uh, it was a Lavontaine you mentioned, right? You know, he's probably the best outside linebacker we've seen in like years. But he wouldn't work in a lot of systems. No. They don't run that because they basically run it as like, yeah, he's the outside, like kind of like number two linebacker, but he's not. He runs it as like a number one, like you know. Whereas only a couple of the Bears run like that. Like so, if if he went somewhere else he might not have that same production. Um, that's where IDP is a little different, where it's, it is tougher because you can find gems. Like you can, mm-hmm. you can, you can track defensive coordinators and defensive teams. Like, Hey, how do they use this? Do they, you know, maybe there's a guy in the team who wasn't been good the last couple of years, but like, you know, and Atlanta's perfect. Like maybe they, they change their system and they have a box safety, you know, that's where you get like, and the Collins thing is perfect. Like I don't, I'm not tracking Landon Collins. He gets, he gets moved. Like I'm not trying to acquire Landon Collins. I'm looking at who they replaced him with. 
Like mm-hmm. that's the guy you can find value in is the who the guy replaced with. Like that, and that you know, Matt Milano is the guy you mentioned, right? He was oh, the I guy. I love Milano. All he does is show up, right? Every time he has to start, he's like the guy they have to start. And every time he shows, every time he starts, right? Can't cover. Great tackle guy. Got a tackle machine up the middle, like old school. Just tackle. Mm-hmm. Just just light you up and tackle. Great. It's awesome. Like, and that's a guy like. I, I would love it, but he has to go to a team that plays that true middle inside linebacker, you know, who doesn't have to cover a lot. Like he doesn't I could, see, out, you know I could I mean? see him going to Pittsburgh. <laughs> no. Kind of, you don't? Pittsburgh doesn't really run. I mean, look at their linebackers. They have a lot of, like, speed linebackers. I mean, they do hit hard, but I don't really think he's a guy. I mean, I can see it, but they don't really run that kind of like up the middle kind of. They always have rangy speed kind of linebackers. Oh, to me, Shazier was was the last one that was really just fucking cutthroat. Gonna, I mean, Shazier, what an unfortunate fucking casualty. Uh, I'm just happy that the guy's walking again. You know, he he went down hard, but. but again, yeah, he's but, a different he's a different kind of linebacker. He was, you know, he was a up and down side to side linebacker, like a guy like Milano. God, he was or, explosive. I mean, Carolina, like Carolina would be a spot, but they already got Schober, right? A team like that. <laughs> you know, you look at a guy like Martinez, who went from Green Bay, perfect example. Like he play he can go in Green Bay. He could go to Green Bay. Because they play true, they play a true middle inside linebacker. They don't they don't ask those middle inside linebackers to blitz or cover too much. You know what I mean? So, like, that's Milano's position. He's not going to blitz, and he, he's not going to cover too far, right? So, you know, he, again, that's where you find for the I could very easily open. see him staying as well and keeping that core together. I don't Depends think he's if, asking enough uh, for so much money that he doesn't stay. I think he could. You know, yeah, you're right. It all, it all, de- it all depends on, you know, is he looking for money and, and is he not, right? And that's that's one of those things you look at, you know, where you're not sure of the guy. But, yeah, absolutely. He's 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 cheap and he finds value. That's that's what you're looking for. And it's the same thing. I mean, that's what we talked about this whole entire episode is is you find value in ambiguous situations and get, and get the youngest, cheapest version and take the shot. If I'm taking a shot, I'm taking a shot in every ambiguous position value you can find. In the offseason, I'm taking one of everything. Knock yourself out. You know, and that and that's the fun we're gonna have this weekend when these leagues open up. Right, Bobby? I would agree hundred percent. So all right. That's uh, that sounds like the end that sounds like the end of my rambling tonight. You know, I, I could let you go further, but I think we've hit every last piece as best as we could. Oh no! I can go out for hours. We'll go. We'll go. We'll go back to this as it gets closer when there's more movement going on. Can we wait till, wait till. Well, I mean, this is just. This is all. This is all. We're still in discovery. Yeah, you it's know? all looking. This is all, all looking. This is all looking for discovery stuff. Yeah, this is all stuff you can do when you're bored. Take shots on guys. Clear the deck on the garbage on the back end of your roster, and take some shots. Like they're they're free shots. You know. You, yeah. You know, can't win if you don't play. No, you can't. And a hundred percent. So. You know? Hey, Tommy. Until next time, brother. Always a pleasure, pal. Always. Night-night.